Real Talk with Grace Redmond features conversations with fierce and fabulous people from Grace's community and circle who inspire others with their stories of overcoming challenges to create amazing. Grace is an entrepreneur and success coach who works with individuals to diminish their negative mental chatter, boost their confidence, achieve their goals, and increase their prosperity mindset. Get ready for a series of Anything Goes Conversations with remarkable men and women that will get you jazzed for life's unlimited possibilities of success, freedom, and fun. Welcome to Real Talk with Grace Redmond. Hey loves, I'm Grace Redmond and thank you so much for joining us today on Real Talk where I get to have real life conversations with incredible people from my circles and communities who have overcome challenges and created fabulous. Today I am so excited to be here with Debbie Wong. Well, I'm excited to be and here too. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I was looking forward to this all week. And before, and before I get started, I just want to share a little bit about you with our audience. So I'm going to do that now. Just give me a second. All right. So Debbie, so Debbie Wong is a caring professional who has applied her solutions-based work ethic to achieve great success as a star realtor serving San Francisco, San Mateo, and Santa Clara counties. She provides superior customer service, is a problem solver who gets the job well done for her highly valued clients. And Debbie began her career in real estate 30 years ago as a good way to support her, her two children and to pay for law school, which I would love to hear more about, Deb. She's taken advanced coursework in human communications and has taken advantage of all opportunities to master the real estate craft. Her achievements in real estate have resulted in real estate trainer and executive coach, partner of Better Homes and Gardens Real Estate, and past president of the Asian Real Estate Association of America. The secrets to Debbie's success is she has a great sense of humor. She loves to laugh, kindness, generosity, a positive collaborative style, an unwavering work ethic, and commitment to excellence, providing award-winning customer service, continually updating market knowledge and advanced negotiation skills. Debbie's specialties are residential, first timers, downsizers, remodel to sell and new construction investors. Debbie's goal is to help as many people as possible begin their journey of creating personal financial wealth and stability through the power of home ownership. Well, wow, that sounds like a really cool person to know. <laughs> it's totally cool to know. You're t I love hanging out with you. Thank you. I love hanging out with you too. Um, we tell them how we met. It was such a great story. Awesome story. So definitely, if you want to start there, that'll be great. Yeah. Um, actually, uh, you know, in, in, in thinking about trying to constantly improve, you know, the information uh, that I bring to the team in terms of training and all that kind of stuff, and in uh, bettering myself in terms of communicating with others. And so we actually met at an advanced uh, course for executives um, in a mastery course of neuro-linguistic programming. It was kind of funny because we were just kind of sitting there and all of the people started trickling into the class and it's a year long commitment. So it's quite a, quite a bit of a commitment, right? And so we we're just trickling in and I think I had just, you know, gotten out of a meeting and so I was just sitting there and I'm like, well, I don't know anybody here, but that's okay. You know, I'm sure someone will appear that is my friend just waiting for me to meet. 
And lo and behold, I see this beautiful lady sitting in front of me with this gorgeous hair. And I was like, wow, that's a really beautiful hair. So I was just thinking, looking, and then all of a sudden we both looked at each other and we thought, we must know each other. We must be friends or we're going to be friends, right? And so after about a minute conversation, turns out that we had a friend in common and it was so great. And we've been friends since. So what what a great way to re-meet you in this realm, right? (laughs) I I love it. I love it. It was it was so synchronistic. And you know, I mean, I love the synchronicities. You know, again, I sat very close to you and then we started talking. And I asked your name, you know, Debbie, and what do you do? And I'm like, wait a second, one of my close friends, you're her boss. She talks about me all the time and she tells me that you and I would get along great. And, you know, how ironic that we meet in that class and the rest is history. I mean, that was, I think, five or six years ago. Has it been five years ago? It seems like yesterday, right? I know, that's how time flies. (sighs) Time is flying by, time whizzes by, you know, and now... We have this amazing opportunity to connect via Zoom, even though with the, the challenges that we have right now during this, this pandemic, is that we have the opportunity to reach out and reach out in such a great and meaningful way. So um, I'm just so excited to be on your show. Oh, thank you so much. And I'm excited to have you. So one thing I wanted to ask, which I didn't know about you, is tell me a little bit about law school. and. Well, for for those of you that know me, I mean, that was really, yeah, I mean, that was really a dream of mine for a very long time. And at the time, I, my children were quite small, actually. And so I was really trying to think of a way to earn money for law school. For those of you that do know me, you know that um, I earned my way through college. I sat myself. And well, talk about a journey. <laughs> but, um, you know, just having really strong uh, people that believed in me, like my grandparents, they were so amazing. They're like, you can do this. You can do it. It was really a big struggle. But um, so I thought, well, I really want to, I really love the law. I really want to go into law. And so I did everything, you know, got prepared and all that kind of stuff. And then it turned out um, that it wasn't going to be um, the path for me. And so I tried to think about what could I do that would, I guess, quench that thirst for wanting to help others in a very meaningful and deep way, but at the same time, be able to um, support my family and uh, do so in a way that, you know, wouldn't put me into a lot of debt <laughs> because law school is very expensive. Right. So I took that Briggs-Meyer test or is it Myers-Briggs test? Anyways, one of those tests at the time. And it turned out that um, there were really only two careers, so to speak, that I was qualified for or had a propensity to do well. And one of them, of course, was an attorney to go into law. And the other one (laughs) was to go into real estate. And I'm like, wow, that seems kind of funny. But turns out um, that's the direction that I chose and the rest is history. So I've been doing this about 30 years and um, every day is a new day. (laughs) But I couldn't think of any way that it could really uh, help people not only improve or um, start to begin their financial journey towards wealth, but really help them in a way that is so meaningful and long lasting. So I've been able to help uh, quite a number of families get into their first home. And to me, that's probably uh, the best way to, really make an impact on lives. Uh, I've never, my parents never owned a home. So I was the, uh, besides my grandfather, I was probably the first uh, 
grandchild to actually become a, a homeowner. So that's something that I'm very proud of. And with his, uh, you know, support and wisdom, I just kept pushing forward. Um, and now um, you know, my goal is to help as many people as possible, especially women um, become homeowners. That must be so fulfilling and so gratifying, especially as you know, one of your greatest achievements you know, is becoming a homeowner, you know, one of the first in your family, and then now helping other people become homeowners. I mean, I'm sure that gives you such a sense of fulfillment. Um, you know, and I, I think when we're, when we're really trying to think about posit uh, positively impacting the lives of those that we meet in a very personal and meaningful way, I don't, I can't think of a better way to do that. Um, the home is something even now, more than, more than ever now, right? Home is important. And to help people, you know, feel like um, that they've been able to begin their journey by owning their own home and investing in themselves. And I think that's something that's not taught in schools. And I think it should be taught in schools because how else can you, um, you know, it's almost like a forced savings, you know, when you're making that payment every month, every month and building equity. And then you really open up so many possibilities for yourself and for your future. And um, it really opens up a lot of possibilities, not only as an individual, but, you know, as you grow in your life, you know, as you're a single person, as you decide that you want to start a family, you know, and, and as you start investing in the lives of your children through education. Um, I remember helping this one uh, young couple who said, oh my God, the payment is so much. I go, yes, but you can't afford it. Otherwise the bank wouldn't have pre-approved you. But think of it this way, if your daughters, they had two daughters, they said, mommy, we both have made a decision. We want to become doctors. I don't know about then, I think then I think to become a doctor was like $300,000 in total cost. I mean, if you don't own a home, you would go in tremendous amount of debt just to try to achieve that or help your children achieve that. So um, that's why I do it. I think more than anything, uh, when you invest in yourself, you know, it creates not only responsibility and accountability, but it also creates pride that you're able to accomplish that. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a key factor for me is just investment in yourself. Because as you invest in yourself, you grow, expand, and that inspires and, and helps your family. You're setting an example. And I, I know real estate is not an easy business. I have a lot of family members in real estate and you've been in this real estate you know, business for 30 years through many ups and downs. So what would you say are a couple of your you know, key factors that helped you succeed in an industry where most people don't? Well, I, I don't wanna say that there's really one or two or three things. I think having a really fantastic mentor was, um, definitely key to my success. And also being open to the fact that um, you have to be centered. You have to center yourself every morning, every afternoon and take deep breaths and you know, uh, meditate. And the cool thing is, is I'm reading this really great book about, it's called Insight and actually, um, uh, they say that, you know, there are certain people who, for whom meditation works perfectly to center themselves, you know, whatever is going on in their day or, or getting prepared, you know, for, for the morning or for the day or for a big event or big meeting. 
Um, but there are other ways to center yourself that don't require meditation. If that's too woo-woo, then there's other ways of doing it. And one would be, you know, physical exercise, taking a walk, just doing some deep breathing exercises, um, changing your environment momentarily, maybe listening to music, or maybe just sitting in a chair and looking out at something beautiful, like the ocean or the mountains, and just taking a moment of silence. And um, what we know is that very successful people uh, do this on a regular basis. And so whatever you call it, meditation or just taking a moment to uh, gather your thoughts or not have any thoughts at all, um, I think is really probably one of the most important things that we can do um, as busy professionals, uh, just to help ourselves get, get through the day, the week, sometimes just get through the hour. For sure. And you hit on a point, that's true. Um, the most successful people typically have a morning routine. And I remember several years ago, I read Hal Elrod, The Miracle Morning, where there, you know, he gave a few different tips of what you can do each morning, or you can do them all together. And I, I what's the word? Um, I swear by that. If I don't ground myself in the morning and I don't move forward with my morning routine and I just get up and go, my whole day is, you know, chaotic. But when I'm able to ground myself, it's amazing how much I can get done in the day compared to when I just get up and like, I'm chaotic. <laughs> well, you know, that's the thing. Um, and I think we have to deal with so much. We really do. And I'm not trying to be sexist or anything. Oh, by the way, you know, happy women's uh, history month, by the way. I oh, think it's, yeah. Yeah, it's this whole month is celebrating women, women in, yeah. uh, making women in history. Um, and uh, so we could talk more a lot about that. Uh, but honestly, I think just having a morning routine or, or something that gives you comfort and something where your body can just fall into a rhythm so that even if, you know, something comes across your desk or, or, you know, you get that call where it's a little unsettling, you know, just having a routine to uh, refer to something that your body feels comfortable with can really help you help you get through those moments, as you know. For sure, for sure. So, you know, working with families and, or not only just families, but families, young people, single people, just people across the board, I'm sure you have so many stories to tell about, um, or amazing stories to tell about homeowners. Can you think of a story, an amazing story that you'd like to share with us that will inspire us about? someone that you well, I, I think that if you're not um you mean you you mean to another practitioner or to a homeowner homeowner okay well i think that just let's talk about the first time homeowner um just deciding coming up with that thought in your mind that you know what i want to try this i want to find out if i can do it I think that takes a lot of courage. And my advice is to surround yourself with people that are going to encourage you. Um, you know, oftentimes culturally, you know, in my culture, sometimes, you know, there's sort of like the crab in the pot mentality. If some, if a crab tries to get out of the pot, you know, there's the other crabs trying to pull them down, you know. What? You're going to own a home. Oh my God, the payments are crazy. What? You're going to live there. Oh my God, you don't want to live there, you know. Or what you're going to buy? You're going to do that? Or why did you try to buy this? Or why did you? So my advice is surround yourself with people that can 
positively encourage you. And obviously, you know, um, your realtor is going to be that one of those people. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but, you know, talk to other friends and family that have successfully purchased homes and own homes and find the benefits of home ownership. I think that's what, what you need to do. And so for those of you that have never done it and are contemplating it, I want to congratulate you and say yes. And I want to encourage you to do it, to just take the first step. And the first step is to decide that that's what you want. And then the next steps are planning out, you know, how are you going to go about it? And of course, um, ask other people how they did it and, and listen to their stories of encouragement. That's what I, that's what I would recommend because it takes, it's a big deal to want to give it a try, you know, to want to see if you can do it. It's a, it's kind of, um, it's almost scary. Some, somebody told me it's kind of scary, you know? Sure. Because <laughs> then you got to talk to a lender and like, oh, they're going to ask me questions about my finances. Yikes. So is there a story that you can share with us of, you know, maybe someone that was a first home, you know, owner and kind of their story of how things unfolded and how, just what it was like? <laughs> oh my gosh, I have so many, but I, I will... Um... I will tell you one that happened just occurred recently actually it was my one of my daughter's friends that she went to school with and um, just and there's a pair of sisters and um, so I won't say too much more about them because I want to protect their identity obviously but but it was so much fun to work with them because they had this uh, amazing energy and everything was so new and wonderful and um, they had so much trust in us and so we were very grateful for that trust, we were also very um, conscious about it. And we wanted to make sure that, that they were well served and, and that everything that they needed to get done was gonna happen in, in a really great way for them. So, um, but they were so excited. I think we only showed them like two houses and we we're on the second one. And they go, we'll take this one. <laughs> we're like, what? Because <laughs> normally people wanna see like every house on, in existence, right? And they were like, no, we'll take this one. We like it, we'll take it. And we're okay. like, <laughs> How exciting. And um, it was really exciting for them. And so the lending process was a little, um, a little arduous. It's not like before where you could essentially just make a phone call and then you're all good to go. Um, the lending process has many steps. And so we try to uh, take all of those steps in advance as much as possible to streamline the process. And, uh, but it was really great fun. Uh, working with them and they were just so thrilled and excited and happy luckily the other agent who was the listing agent on the other side was also um, a great lady and I said hey they, these are like my daughters yeah, I just really want to help them as much as I can and she said no problem and we did a couple of old school uh, techniques wherein we were able to fold in the closing costs into their loan so they would come up with less money um, you know for at the closing table. And it was just really great to work with a pro like that. And so these are the stories that, you know, that we don't hear all but often or often enough. And so of course, when we go to deliver the keys, you know, it's just such exuberation and happiness. And there's nothing like that feeling is de delivering keys. Cause you know, you've really, well, it's, it's a moment that they're never gonna forget. Well, like you said, you're helping them, you know, create their future, you know, wealth by stepping into this, their first home. Yes, yes, absolutely. So who, who do you, I mean, we, like you talked about earlier, you had people that influenced you and supported you. 
we all need that. I used to think like, oh, I got this on my own. Yeah, no, Grace, like you need a team. Like you, you know, people yeah. around us support us. Who would you say was your biggest influencer? Well, um, definitely um, the gentleman that I purchased the company from uh, six years ago with uh, two partners is Mr. John Finnegan, amazing gentleman. And definitely one of those old world gentlemen, you know, charming, wicked smart, um, but always wanting to help. And he was one of the rare uh, types of leaders where um, he could see uh, potential in people and then he would develop that potential. So I really am hoping to be that kind of leader in my own right and hoping that I can, um, you know, mentor uh, women to success, primarily women, and only because in my business, although we have a very feminized business, there's a lot of women, mostly, mostly you know, realtors are women, but we don't see a lot of women take leadership roles. And so I'm hoping um, to be a mentor of sorts to women who are interested in either becoming broker owners themselves or leading organizations. And that's one of the reasons why I continue my education as much as I can. And that's how we met actually at that advanced uh, course. But he was definitely instrumental. There was another gal who um, was only in uh, my life for a short time, but she introduced me to the idea of hypnosis. Huh? Yes. And I'll never forget. <laughs> and she was really funny. Uh, and my broker had her come and present at our meeting. And this was, you have to keep it in context, I believe in the early 2000s. So oh, the whole wow. idea, <laughs> yes, the whole idea of, you know, affirmations and uh, meditating and uh, hypnotizing yourself, you know, to positive uh, visualization of what you want and how you're going to attain it and how is it gonna look and feel was very much a new idea. So he actually had this lady come to our office and I'll never forget her company name was Tapes by Trisha. So I'm really dating myself. These are like, yeah, tapes, right? Yeah, it was hilarious. And um, she was amazing. She would uh, do an hour interview and she would find out about you. And then she would create affirmations on tape based on what your goals were for the year. So your income goals or, or whatever the goals you were trying to set for the year. And it could be about business. It could be about family. It could also be personal. Like if you were trying to lose weight or improve yourself or improve your confidence. And so she would make, um, a positive affirmation tape for the daytime, which you would listen to in your car. And then she would make one in the evening, which included an induction, a hypnotic induction. Um, and I, I never looked back and I have always had some form of this type of um, positive reinforcement, if you will, during the day and also in the evening time ever since. I've been doing that for about 20 years. <laughs> well, it's funny that you mentioned that, <laughs> the hypnosis, because while we were in our NLP class, someone had recommended, you know, you should take the hypnosis class and get certified. I'm like, oh my God, what are people going to think? Like, could I ever offer hypnosis? They're going to think I'm a quack. Um, but I took the class and it was the most, first of all, it was amazing. And the transformation that I had from, you know, being in the class and listening to the hypnosis was incredible. And so I made a decision in that moment, like, you know what? I don't care if you think I'm a quack. I have to offer this with my coaching services because it's too good not to. 
And just like you, every day, almost every day, I listen to a hypnosis audio and I tell you what, it works wonders for sure. Yeah. And you know, when they say, um, well, there, obviously there are some people who, um, you know, sort of ride that train of, uh, where there may be some type of quackery out there. I mean, I, I laugh because yeah. I, I listen to, <laughs> and I love to, both you and I love to read and we love listen to auto, audio books, all that kind of thing. And I, I remember just typing in, in the audio search thing, you know, hypnosis and all of these crazy wackadoodle titles popped up, you know, like hypnosis for, to make her say yes and how to get him to think about you. I'm like, what kind of, <laughs> no wonder hypnosis has such a bad rap, right? Um, but the reality is, is that, you know, uh, nobody can make you, uh, you know, walk when they have those shows about you know, the hip, hypnotized people and then they walk across the stage, you know, and they're like squawking like a chicken. <laughs> That's like crazy. Nobody can make you do that, by the way. Hypnosis no. is merely um, teaching you some techniques to help you relax very deeply, very quickly. Mm -hmm. And um, and there are some people who, you know, really swear by the whole induction process, which if you ever listen to a hypnosis uh, CD or if you're on YouTube or what have you, sometimes it can take between five and 10 minutes. But quite honestly, if you've been hypnotized before, I think you don't even need uh, an induction period. You just sort of close your eyelids and then you know, just go from there. And it's really just all about deep relaxation. And then mm -hmm. um, you know, the introduction of just some positive affirmations or um, reinforcement, if you will, you know, into what it is you're trying to achieve. And, you know, I, I've lost like 35 pounds using hypnosis just by realizing that, you know what, I'm going to make healthy choices every day. And, and just having yeah. that, you know, um, that positive reinforcement and reinforcement, and it helps me drink all my water. I mean, you've seen my giant <laughs> water bottle. <laughs> well, okay. okay. You I need one of these girlfriend. I'm going to get you one. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, it has reinforcement. It says 8 a.m. ready to go. All the way to the bottom. 8 p.m. treat yourself. Exactly. But not with chocolate. <laughs> Which the what you know, all of this goes back to, you know, going back to okay, how did you do this over a 30-year period? And it sounds like <laughs> continuously, you know, investing in yourself. I know this sounds silly, but like you said, the meditation, the drinking the water. Um, the moving of your body, the making healthy choices for what goes into our body. I feel like although it's not just personal professional, I think it's one. And that's how, you know, when we take care of ourselves in both areas, that's how we can be, you know, successful. Well, when we take care of ourselves personally, that's how we create even more, you know, professional success. Would you agree with that? Oh, I totally agree with that. As a matter of fact, you know, um, when I am coaching, when I'm not coaching in a group setting, which is what, what I do at my, uh, for work, um, I do coach uh, individuals um, and, but I do it uh, for real estate, they're real estate professionals. So it's a little bit different. I coach uh, with another organization, a fairly large organization. And um, the, one of the first things that we do is we have them do an assessment. Uh, like for example, you know, rate yourself on a scale from one to 10, you know, your, how's your personal life? You know, how do you feel about your health? How do you feel about your finances? How do you feel about your business? And then, you know, how do you feel about um, your family? Right. And then how do you, how do you see yourself or where do you see yourself in the next, you know, three, five, 10 years? So when we do that assessment, um, you know, we really want to get a, a true feeling about where, 
people feel their strengths are in terms of those areas? And then where do they feel the weaknesses are? You know, and, and then we do a SWOT analysis, which is, you know, strengths, weaknesses, you know, uh, opportunities and threats, and then try to figure out, you know, where are their strengths and where do they need help in those areas? And then we coach from there. We design the personalized coaching program from there. So, and I think many of those components, as you probably would agree with me, um, also are um, attended to, you know, when you do your type of coaching, uh, which is- For sure. Thank you, thank you, I appreciate that. So tell us something about yourself that many of us maybe don't know. Something, well, I mean, whatever you wanna share. Oh, okay, oh yeah, oh, it's PG-13, right? okay. <laughs> Well, this is real talk. Oh, okay. Hmm. Well, you know, it's kind of funny is that, you know, people often ask me, you know, where, where did you get your confidence? And I would say that it's not something that I was born with. I think I worked on it uh, from a very young age where I realized that I was very lucky to, um, have people come into my life either as mentors or as uh, parental figures or you know just people that had really great gifts to give me whether it be in the form of uh, lessons or a book or teaching or um, kind words and that's how I, I just built it little by little you know built upon it uh, layer by layer and I think that's what we have to do for ourselves I mean it's not something uh, confidence isn't something that you are born with. I think you develop it. And that's the one thing that I think um, you need to remind women that it can be developed. Um, there was this really great book that I read. I forget the name of the, the author, but it's like women never get the corner office. And I'm like, you know, I almost want to write a book that says, go get that corner office. Hell yeah, girl, <laughs> go get it. If that's what you want, you can, you, yeah. you know. You go get it, or you know what? Build your own corner office, okay? Damn. <laughs> so, Damn. Uh, and I'm not trying to knock the author of that book. I think she had some uh, really amazing tips and strategies on how to ensure that, you know, to build up your confidence. And, you know, of course, in corporate America, it's different. You know, I've been an entrepreneur all these years. And um, in corporate America, you know, it is a little different. I mean, you have to work with personalities. And, and in this uh, really great book that I'm reading called Insight is oftentimes people are not willing to share what their true feelings are or their true opinions because for fear, you know, of maybe being chastised or losing their job. <laughs> so oftentimes there's always a, a really thick layer of um, separation between, you know, in corporate America between you know, what your opinion is and then how to share your opinion in a way that doesn't jeopardize your job. So, uh, yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? I do. I mean, working with corporate for, you know, 20 something years, there, there was a certain way, there's a certain image. Um, and you're right. It was, if I showed up and I showed my authentic self or how I was feeling that day, that would be portrayed as a weakness. Mm. And in reality, when we, you know, speak up, that takes courage, but we're taught to keep everything, you know, close, close to um, the vest. So like you said, we don't lose our jobs. We don't, you know, um, 
say the wrong thing. And I'm, I'm hoping that that's changing. I, 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 <laughs> I see a movement starting where their corporate is embracing like the mindfulness embracing, you know, the, um, like show up, be authentic, be real. It's okay. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you, but I think, girl, we got a long way to go. I mean, a long way to you know, go. I, I've been around on the earth for a long time and uh, long. <laughs> longer than you, quite a bit. Of <laughs> but I won't tell my age. Uh, but, uh, but apparently uh, we're not there yet. Uh, you know, that's, that's a disheartening thing for me. Um, and I won't say much about, you know, the man with the orange hair that led our country, uh, you know, really misogynistic, racist. Uh, oh, did I just say that? Oh, sorry. Um, I think that it helped, it, it set us back a little bit. It did set us back a little bit, you know, and having gone through the Me Too kind of experience uh, over and over and over again, you know, from the 70s, the 80s and 90s, and finally thinking, you know what, I'm just going to be, I'll have my own business. I'm tired of this. My head was so lumpy from hitting the glass ceiling so often that I thought, you know what, this is ridiculous. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do my own thing, you know, go into business for myself. You're going to create. That's right. I'm going to a really creative stage, but but we're not there yet. I I think, um, but I I, I have a lot of work left to do. And I think the younger women of today need to realize, you know what, they are where they are because you and I made sacrifices, right? And our our mothers made sacrifices and the women before them, right? Absolutely. I mean, each generation brings, I couldn't, I would not be here if it wasn't for the struggles that the women before me, my mom, my grandmother, my, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be here and I couldn't, I probably couldn't have endured what they did. It was so tough. Grateful. It's definitely tough. There's no doubt. Um, but I but, think it's, it's starting to be, no, we have a long way to go. A long way to yes, go. But, 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 but we got yeah. conversation starting. Well, I think what it is, is more people are joining the conversation. Men mm-hmm. and people that need to join the conversation are, not, are taking notice and realizing that, you know what, we're not done yet. The work still needs to be there. You know, um, like I watched this really great program on Netflix. I'm a documentary geek. I'm going to geek out for a little bit. I love documentaries. And there's this one about the 14th Amendment, which, you know, everyone has inalienable rights to freedom and freedom of speech and, you know, to do what they got to do. And that's what makes this country so great. But wow, all of the hard work and sacrifice and people giving up their lives in order to make these things happen so that we can have these rights is just phenomenal. And when we see that it's not there yet, we're not 100% there yet. And that's where I say that we got to keep going. We got to keep going. And, um, and that's what, you know, I really hope to do when people say, well, you know, what are you going to do with what you're doing now? And I said, you know, my ultimate goal is I would love to coach other women business owners, you know, uh, to go ahead and buy their own brokerages and, and be the owner, be the boss and encourage other young people and women to invest in themselves. Because to me, homeownership, there's there's something about that. There's something about that American dream and, and to ensure that it's attainable for everyone, right? Um, it's, just, um, it's just something that I have, I'm very passionate about. And, you know, 
I grew up in the 60s where um, even my parents being married together, they're different races. I mean, that was like a really big deal. <laughs> and, you know, and thinking back and looking back, thinking, wow, my parents were trailblazers, but it wasn't easy, you know, and we had to suffer through a lot of uh, hardship. Oftentimes we were denied housing because uh, it was a mixed race marriage uh, or we were discriminated against many times. And my dad being very clever, he would just tell people, I'm Hawaiian, I'm from Hawaii. And right away, people would love that. <laughs> you know, that, that sounds so much better than saying, well, I'm Filipino, I'm from the Philippines. Oh, that that sounds foreign. But if you say, I'm, I'm Hawaiian, I'm, Hawaii, you know, I'm from Hawaii, right away, people would warm up to that because there's something exotic about it. And it's part of the United States, right? <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that, because you know, I'm Palestinian-American and growing up, a lot of my cousins, when someone asks you, you know, what are you? They'd say, oh, they're Greek or, you know, something. I'm like, why are you saying that? You know, own who you are. And I think the, you know, the beauty about today is that we're learning to embrace diversity. And I think we live in an amazing, you know, place where we were, um, although, you know, of course there's, there's been discrimination, racism, I mean, that definitely exists, but where I feel like we live in a place where we embrace, you know, the diversity and there's so many of us that are different and that's what makes where, where we are here in the San Francisco Bay Area, um, so, it's so great because of our diversity. Yes, and I think, um, yes, thank God, but you know, still even here, um, I remember, I won't say the name of the city, but I was uh, trying to become involved in specifically, you know, being civic minded trying to be involved in the city's, uh, I forget, it was, um, gosh, what is the name of that organization? I'll think of it in a minute, but it's actually, it's an international organization. So um, usually the mayor joins up and all that kind of stuff and you do all of these really great things. I can't even, the experience was so bad that I now don't, I've sort of blocked out the name of the organization. I like it. <laughs> but, uh, but I'll never forget, you know, um, there I am, a business owner, you know, uh, trying to be involved in the city that where one of my branches was located. And, um, you know, not a bunch of, how oh, could I say this, a bunch of old white dudes. <laughs> I'm like, what am I doing here? You know, and it's like, oh, you know, come sit next to me as I have something, someone pretty to talk to while I'm having lunch. <laughs> I'm practically choking on my salad. Um, or, hey, yeah, we're going to do a fundraiser. Let's have Debbie, you know, like ask for money because uh, people will give her money because she's so pretty or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm listening to this. Or have them during the, the dinner. And these are people with other very large businesses here in the peninsula actually tell an extremely racist joke about a Chinaman and a Japanese dude at a car dealership. And I'm like going... Are you are you kidding me? I mean, honestly, after that, I I just decided that I you know I'm not going to put up with this, and um, I didn't. I resigned, and resigned my uh, board post. And they said, "Well, why did you resign? You know, you're you're so great, you're so helpful." And none of them had any technology skills, by the way. So I was doing their Facebook and all of that. And I said, "Well, you know, I had other commitments. All well, right, there are other organizations that actually need me." Yeah, you set your boundary because regardless, there's, it's we're gonna th that's gonna be out there. I mean, no matter how much work we do, there's that's still gonna be out there. But it, you sure. made it 
but, but it was blatant, you know, and this is only six years ago. And, you know, that, that really threw me for a loop, honestly. And I couldn't believe that even in this day and age here being in the Bay Area, that I was treated in that way. And they didn't think anything of it. They just thought, oh, well, okay, whatever. You know, she must be on her period or something. <laughs> right? I hate that. And you know how it is. And I thought to myself, oh my God, I can't believe it. And, you know, and I thought, okay, well, that's when I decided that I was really going to involve myself in an organization that really uh, saw me for my talents and saw me for my contributions. And that's why I decided to go full force heavily into the Asian Real Estate Association of America. And that's where I sit on the board now and am really enjoying uh, being of help to them in, in their um, quest you know, to ensure that the AAPI or the Asian American Pacific Islanders um, continue to have uh, property rights and continue to understand that real estate is really the way to financial freedom. So, um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, you know, that's only like six years ago that I endured something like that. It was horrible. I mean, it's still, you know, it's still going on. You know, I, I've had those types of experiences as well. And again, like I, I can't change them. And what I do like you did is like, I set my boundary and I, I choose to, there's have been times where I've said, Hey, you know, this isn't right. And other times I just remove myself and just set, set my boundary. And it, it usually works. I really, I'd love to change the world, but I've well, learned that. One, one, you know, one pebble at a time, you know, one word at a time. And how am I going to make a difference, especially in the last year with everything that we've endured um, and been through? And it feels so frustrating. Like, what can I do? Like, I, I, I can't change the world, but you know what? I can change myself and I can be an advocate and I can speak up and I can be respectful and kind to every person, regardless of who they are. Down to all of this. I mean, what is it? We all have a need to be loved. Yes. Respected and, and to belong. And if we can just, you know, I mean, we, we're like you said, we're going to run into those people. And it's not always easy, you know, for me to choose love. But I recognize, like, obviously, for them to just have even the heart to say those types of things, they must be feeling some type of pain within themselves. So I always try to remember that, not to excuse it, not to excuse right. it. Well, I think being empathetic is something that a lot of us need to learn or, or continue to practice daily. But, you know, I think that um, there are some people that just need to learn it. Um, I remember working with uh, a couple of different people that had no empathy whatsoever. And I'm like, wow. And I told them, I said, listen, you know, you need to learn empathy. And they're like, well, what do I need that for? I'm the boss. I'm like, well, you need it so that you could continue to be the boss because bosses can't be fired in case you didn't know. Right. <laughs> You're right. I mean, yeah, bosses can be fired. They can. Empathy 100%. And I really feel that all of this that we're going through, all of this shit that's just coming up, all of these challenging topics, all of this just, I'm going to say it, all this hate that has been skewed. I really believe it's coming up for us to learn how to be loving and respectful. Indeed. Because regardless, it's like we all, you know, we're, we're, and we could, you know, label ourselves whatever we want, 
but at the end the end of the day i believe like we're we're one race like we're the human race we all have the same you know the blood running through us and if can we could just be kinder right just it's, it's kinder. really what it's all about is being kind i i truly believe that i i'm with you sister you know it's funny i remember um you know, sometimes uh, we, I, I'm getting these, these conversations, you know, via WeChat and stuff. And somebody said, you know, well, well, hey, you know, this and that and that and this. And uh, gosh, you know, you guys act like you're aliens. And so I replied back. I said, well, we're all star children. Yeah, girl, we all came from dust. We ain't going back to dust. Yeah, from the big boom or the big blast or the universe, whatever, source or whatever you want to call it. We are all star children. Yeah. Yes, we are. We are. Oh my God. It was so nice to have you on with me today. I can talk so to fun. you forever, like yeah. for hours. I mean, <laughs> we touched on some, you know, really good stuff. Uh, it was raw. Definitely raw. It was. It we wanted, was. wanted just to be real and raw. So if someone's interested to get in touch with you, how can they reach you? Well, I think that um, if, it's Debbie at DebbieWong.com. If they're interested in starting a career in real estate, I would love to chat with them. I think that there's really, uh, and I this might be maybe a little bit limiting for me, but I think there's really two industries where women truly have no glass ceilings whatsoever. And one of them is real estate and the other one is insurance. But hey, I'm in real estate, so I'm going to promote that. <laughs> and I'm actually going to put another industry in there. I think the coaching industry, from what I've seen, they really have been doing amazing things so um we could just keep moving forward from here That's absolutely it. day at a time yeah. client at a time and friend at a time thank you sister for having me on this has been amazing i love you and gosh i can't wait till the next time we chat and i so yes. much to talk about yes and we'll definitely get you know we'll definitely have you on again soon all right my dear Thank you guys so much for being here with us. We appreciate it and we are so grateful for you. Until the next time we connect again on Real Talk, keep creating that fun and fabulous. We love you. Take All right, care. take care, stay well. Hey love, thank you so much for listening today. I am so grateful for you. I'd like to show you my appreciation by gifting you a free forgiveness self-hypnosis audio download. Part of living the fun and fabulous life is practicing forgiveness. Forgiveness can be such a long and challenging process. My intention is that this forgiveness audio will help you in practicing forgiveness, especially with yourself. Grab it by visiting daretoachieve.com backslash forgiveness. For more inspiring tips, make sure to connect with me on social media. Drop me a line on Facebook or Instagram at Grace Redmond Dare to Achieve. Until next time, keep moving forward towards living your fabulous life.